Hello, and welcome back to Age Like Wine Podcast, where we talk about old movies, TV shows, and video games, and discuss whether or not they've aged well. I'm your host, Matthew. Peter. And William is gone, so we have completed the trifecta of having each of us be out for an episode. Yeah, everyone's gotten their their break. Everyone's gotten their break, which is, you know, it's just nice to have a little breathing room, have a little chance to talk just one-on-one, a little discussion base that just feels really good, you know? Yeah, this wasn't planned, by the way. This wasn't. It was yeah, we all like... actually just had somebody come up randomly, and somehow it just happens to be a different person each time. Yeah, seriously, it's a. This is totally spur of the moment kind of decision, but hey, we're gonna run with it. And this week, we're we're talking about a movie that has spurred its own genre. So I think there's a lot to discuss here, Peter. Um, was this your first time watching it? Before we discuss what the movie is, I'm just curious. No, this is like probably like third day, third day, third time watching. Oh, that kind of gives us a really good segue into it. This is your third day watching it. Sounds like you're repeating the same day over and over. That's right. I didn't do that on purpose either. <laughs> no, you did. We we are watching Groundhog Day. That is what we watched, and I'm I'm super. Super excited to talk with you about this, Peter, because the whole science behind Groundhog Day is really, the whole theory behind it is really interesting to me. Like, how would you get out of it? What would you do? And like I said, it sprouted its own genre. Like, you can see Happy Death Day, Live, Die, Repeat, otherwise known as Edge of Tomorrow, even more recently, Palm Springs, are all movies that are basically described as something combined with Groundhog Day, which first, I think is First 51 dates, you know. Yeah, first 51 <laughs> dates, right? The classic Adam Sandler movie. Uh, uh, yeah, just for reference, so if you don't know, Groundhog Day is, it features Bill Murray. That's like the premier actor. Essentially, it's just a plot around the main character who is kind of a douche and he just keeps repeating the same day over and over again, no matter what he seems to do. And he's just stuck in an eternal time loop. So and it's a pretty I think, interesting premise. Oh, it's, it's super interesting. And I think part of what makes it interesting is he's stuck doing his job, which is um, reporting on the Groundhog Day Festival in a really small town that he wants no part of. So this is not a place you want to spend eternity, essentially, especially not somebody who's like that egocentric kind of a kind of a uncool guy, you know. So it's it's super duper interesting premise. And we'll talk about how it um, sort of operates and that sort of thing. But I want to start off first by saying that we we should discuss uh, Bill Murray in this film and Bill Murray in general. So this movie is a comedy and Bill Murray's well known for comedies, especially around this time. And I want to say this might be a hot take. I don't know if it is. I don't think it is. I think this is like one of Bill Murray's best performances for me. And I'm wondering if you have any opinion on Bill Murray, Peter, or 
Yeah, I loved his performance in Osmosis Jones. In Osmosis? I like that part where he farts, dude. It was so funny. I like how he just, uh, he gets a disease, or not disease, he gets sick because he just eats an egg that a monkey they put in his mouth or something. That's how COVID happened. It was bats, though, you know. <laughs> it was a bad egg, though, yeah. There's a battle going on there. But, no, seriously, like, Bill Murray, I'm I'm a big fan of his. I think he's great in this. I think What About Bob is a comedic masterpiece. I think, I think that he does really well in Ghostbusters, but of all the films he's done, uh, this one, like, sticks out to me as, like, the most uh heartfelt the most real the one i like bill murray the most in i guess <laughs> do you stand by osmosis jones here uh i really do hey i i respect that i mean to I be honest that. uh i don't really have an opinion on bill murray i just i've seen his movies in the past but i've never really like been a huge fan of his but I, it's not like i don't think it's a good actor right 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 hey no shame there no shame there Kind of sounds like you're shaming me, but that's okay. <laughs> a little shame there, a little shame there. But yeah, I thought Bill was pretty good. Now let's talk about some of the other aspects of this film. This movie kind of it operates in a comedy knee. Um, is is it nihilistic? Nihilistic? Yeah, nihilistic. I say there's a lot of dark humor in the movie. Right. Yeah. That's that's the word I wanted to use. Yeah, dark humor. It's a very. I I don't know if it's the right word, but watching it kind of made me sad. You know. I mean, I I would say it's definitely a sad movie because you're literally watching a guy kind of suffer through. Um. See. Okay. So that's like one complaint I kind of have about this premise, but. I mean, I guess we can get into it a little bit later, but I, I'm I'm curious to hear about it because that's definitely something that my first time watching it was the, this movie. It's a very heartfelt, like feels good. He learns to become a better man, that sort of thing. But this time, like, I got kind of sad, which is fine. I think it's to be expected from this kind of movie. But geez, it's just kind of a nightmare, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't know what I would do if I were stuck in a time loop. That that was a question I wanted to ask, is what would you do in such a time loop? I feel like you get, and this, this kind of um, derives from what Palm Springs kind of did, where you get to a point of accepting it a little bit, and it becomes just your life. Like, that's what you do. You become an, a master of that universe. And he did that in this, too. He became, like, so good at everything he was doing, which is cool, but still, like, super scary thought. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say I, I like the premise, the kind of time loop kind of premise a lot. I mean, the only... So before Groundhog Day, I actually... There's two mangas, or I guess there's, like, anime stuff that I've seen. That features time loops. There's a manga called All You Need Is Kill, or it's based off of a light novel. And there's also an anime movie I've seen called The Girl Who Loved Through Time that kind of tackles, it definitely tackles literally the same things. I think it's darker than Groundhog Day. 
But my problem with Groundhog Day isn't that the premise is bad or anything. It's just that I'm not the biggest fan of seeing, I guess, life as black and white as they kind of showed in the movie. Um, I think it's, the movie premise is fairly simple in that it's like Bill Murray's a pretty, like, he's a douche in real life. He's kind of egocentric. And. You know, he has to change for the better, otherwise he can't get out of the loop, right? And I was just like, you know, I don't know if, like, life's always as black and white as, you know, I'm a douche, so I should become a better person. I mean, I'm sure that's what most people think, but I mean, I'm sure some people don't really care, you know? Right. And I I kind of agree with you there. I think that there's some merit in saying that how can you, how could the universe even um quantify that know what i mean where who's a good guy who's a bad guy that sort of thing because you're right things aren't that black and white but i also i don't know it didn't feel like that was um to me i guess so watching this film again i was trying to do um to watch it in a way that i'd see how he got out of the time loop because it didn't feel like it was just a he just got better and that's why it released him it almost felt like it was time for him to get out of the time loop in a way like i don't think he was just it's like boom he's a perfect guy now there is hints of that but i don't think that's the full picture i think he was in there for so long he had accomplished basically everything he possibly could in there which is more than just like being a good guy. Like he, he used the power to do more than uh, just be sad and like, you know, go through the motions into your life over and over that sort of thing. Um, and I think that's why he got let out was what more could he possibly do? He knew the town back and forth. He knew what was going to happen, when it was going to happen. He knew all the people. He knew their backstories. It's like. It's like he one hundred percented that town. Think of, thinking of, yeah, thinking of it in video game terms, he one hundred percented that town, and he had successfully like finished it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I only think that's true just because, like, at least for me, just because like it's kind of your standard Hollywood s movie, or like the character progresses and then he learns the lesson and becomes a better person. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I think it's definitely great that someone changes for the better, right? But um, I, I think it only seems that way just because the movie's kind of trying to depict that, I would say. I think maybe like he could have realistically, with how the loop was working, he could have just been stuck in there even after he's done everything, right? After he got the girl, you know, I think he realistically he still could have been there and he would have been. But that would have been such a sad note to show that, like, even after he's done everything, like, he's just still stuck in the loop. That would be incredibly sad. But honestly, like, I'm not opposed to that either. I think that's fine. I think you make a good point with it being Hollywood-esque because, especially at this time, I don't think Hollywood would have put out such a sad ending. Because those really do pretty poorly, you know? 
the box office and things. People don't like sad endings, which is fine. And I get that. Like, you don't want to leave the theater and be like, <laughs> imagine having to explain to your kid about how, like, it's okay, even though he's stuck in the same day. It's like, it's fine, sweetie. It won't happen to you. It's like, but it might, though, mom. It might. It's, it is sad, but I'm, I'm okay with the ending they gave us. I think maybe a, an alternate ending <laughs> that way would have been fine, too. But I think it's okay to have a happy ending every once in a while. You That's know? fine. Yeah. So actually, uh, there's like this video essay. Like, I think everyone who's listening should check it out. It's like if you just type in Groundhog Day video essay, it probably show up as the first result. And basically, just examines how many oh. days, like how long was Bill Murray actually in the loop? And it was like the least number of days possible could have been like 33. The maximum should have been 91 from like, you know, all the clips that they showed. But based off like all the skills that he acquired and how much he developed as a person, this person said that <laughs> it could possibly be 4,576 days or 12 years, 6 months, and 11 days. And the director of the movie also said it was like he thought Bill Murray was probably in there for 10 years too. So I'm just saying I would honestly, if that happened to me, like I would go insane. If I had to spend 10 years repeating the same day over and over again. Oh, I would definitely go insane. I can, I cannot do that. I'm already going insane with some of my days feeling like repeats, you know, <laughs> with um, staying home, staying safe. Keep it up, everybody at home. Uh, do your part. Stop the spread. But, but for sure, it's a scary notion because I, I read the same thing you did with the director saying it would be about 10 years. And then I read something else saying it'd be like 35 to 40 years potentially. And it's just, Oh geez, that's crazy. It's, he did learn a lot. And frankly, I don't know if I'd be able to put like that use, that amount of time to use. Maybe I would, because what other option do you have? What other choice do you have other than to improve yourself? You know? And, like, he learned to ice, ice sculpt. He learned how to play the piano. He learned all these things, how to uh, give, what is it, CPR? All those things. It's pretty, pretty good use of time, I will admit. It's good that he, it's good that it happened where it did, is what I will say. He's in a town. It might be small. It might be lame. But it's in a town with a lot, like a decent amount of people with different skills. If, <laughs> which comes back to Palm Springs, where it's in the middle of nowhere, it's preparing for a wedding. That one's a bit more bleak, just because there's not that many people around, you know. So it's a lot harder to learn those skills, do anything. So I had a question for you, Peter. Hit me. Yeah, if if this was going to happen to you, where would you want to be when stuck in this time loop? Anywhere dead. on the planet. <laughs> I'd be dead. You'd be dead? <laughs> I'd rather be dead than do this, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair, but it, um, it happens. I mean, yeah, if I were anywhere, probably... a great question i have no idea 
I, it's either going to be in South Korea with my family or here at home. So, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, well, I mean, I guess I do wouldn't have the option of being dead, right? Because <laughs> clearly not. Yeah, the movie made that very clear. Yeah, I mean, either of those two options. Um, probably America, somewhere in America, because I want to speak the dominant language, obviously. Right. That would that would you'd be able to learn Korean so fast though, if you were in not South wrong. Korea or somewhere. You know, Honestly, I'd rather be in America though. I don't know. You- where probably probably just like in uh new york or something that's that's what i was thinking was like a major city you know new york seattle you could probably talk your way up to like some head honchos some big folks you know maybe even like washington dc see if you could talk to the president somehow you know just get crazy with it because like definitely this whole idea gives off video game vibes and i know that you and i play a lot of video games with this notion of getting to start over with all this knowledge and that comes over across more in like some of the other groundhog day-esque movies like edge of tomorrow which i highly recommend but no edge of tomorrow is actually based off the manga i mentioned earlier is it really it is I didn't know that. You know, I don't. I don't watch a lot of anime or read a lot of manga. But there was a some manga I've read that was a. It's a short, short little comic, whatever. But it's called the the long sleep, and it's essentially a guy who goes to sleep, and every time, every night, he dreams like more and more until his dreams are like thousands of years long. So he he'll wake up and feel like he's gone forward a thousand years, that sort of thing. Uh, the Junji Ito one. Yeah, it's a Junji Ito. Okay. I think which, I've read it before. Yeah, it reminds me of it reminded me of Groundhog Day, but that one's very bleak. I mean, yeah, Junji Ito. So. Yeah, it is Junji Ito, and he's known for that. But um, definitely, that's one thing I can't get over with this idea is it's just at its very core a very sad notion and i i do like how groundhog tries to make it into not that but it's impossible not to have that sort of side of you can't die and like he even has the existential crisis in the movie which i thought was a really really good scene i think the best scene in the movie even is when he's talking about um he is God, and he starts talking about how he knows everybody in the diner. I thought that was really well done. And I thought all the people acting did a good job of like, what? What's going on here? How do you how do you know me? I, I thought that was probably my favorite scene. That or when he's going crazy doing the snowman, he's like, oh, yeah, just like when we were kids, and he's rushing through it, you know? I, I think those are my two favorite scenes because it shows, like, how he's kind of gone crazy, and can you blame a guy, you know? You can't. You really can't. <laughs> you really, really can't, you know? It's, it's, it's really interesting, but, yeah. Um, there was another thing about this film. I was watching it, and I talked with another buddy of mine about halfway through, one of our friends who's been on the podcast before, Robbie. 
Um, I was talking with him about it, and I, I was like, wait, this movie's got some sick music in it. It's got some solid, solid, solid song choices, but um, like the the Weatherman song at the beginning of the film, and then it it's just got this old timey music feel to it, which I really liked. I I don't know. Did you have any opinions on the music? Uh, I mean. I like the music. I, I I definitely don't think it was like my type of music, but it's not like I thought it was bad music. Fair enough. So it's it's definitely my type of music. I I like the, all the old timey kind of feel good love songs. Yeah, I mean honestly, it just kind of felt like like movie music. So it's like <laughs> for me for me personally, nothing too amazing, but you know, it just gets the job done. You know. That's fair. I guess I I do have like a bit of nostalgia for all that kind of music. It just feels good, you know. I think my my enjoyment of that kind of music and these kind of movies has increased since um since like movie theaters have been shutting down cuz I I miss going to the movie theaters. So Same. this this has been a good like outlet for that, you know. $4 tickets. <laughs> what is it? I don't. I don't even know what the price is. Jeez, oh, I I would name the theater, but I don't want to get DOS. But oh my goodness, I miss it. There's no way that theater survives all of this. That's a resilient theater. You never know. You you are right. It is a resilient theater in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Honestly, but, if a zombie apocalypse were happening, that theater still be open. Honestly, you're not wrong. Honestly, and it'd still be just four dollar tickets. I'd pay it. I'd pay it any any day of the week. But yes. Um, jeez, this movie doesn't hold a lot of like options for talking about it because it really is a bit of a repeat. I'm wondering if any days stuck out to you though, because uh, there, there were a lot of repeats. I'm curious if one was like a favorite or you thought it was interesting. What do you think? I like the days where he uh, died. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For just for context, I'm like really tired, so like you sound. I tired, might. Man. Yeah, I might sound like I'm like bashing the movie. I'm not, or I might sound like I'm depressed or something, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing this a bit later than Peter normally. Uh, it's just would. that I don't know. It's just like I the movie just seemed very Hollywoodish to me. That's like my one big complaint. So I'll just I keep griping on it. Basically, I just wanted more like sadder scenes kind of more i guess realistic scenes i mean for the most part most of the movies done in a humoristic way so even like the like the scenes where he you know tries to kill himself they're done in a humorous way like there's a part where he just like walks in front of a truck but it's like it's kind of funny in a way because he's just like yeah whatever so <laughs> right 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 but yeah i mean i mean i mean literally the only complaint i really have about this movie is just just that I just wish it was a little bit darker, but I mean, I can't really expect it to do that when, like, you know, the movie is kind of about the growth of the character, so it's not it's not a huge deal. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think those days definitely stuck out to me the most. I, I just, I mean, I, I, I think everyone will find it interesting that just kind of, they show, like, his attempts at doing everything, like, all the vanity kind of stuff, you know, one-night stands. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Getting a high, robbing you know, 
doing stuff like that. But then realizing, oh, you know, I got to, at the end of the day, it's the girl that I care about. So. No, that that was, it's like a nice twist, but like a nice twist to the genre kind of thing. But I definitely feel what you mean. Like, there's so many other things he could have done. Definitely darker shit, too. Like, that would be possible. But I think they did a pretty good job of making a holistic, wholesome kind of outlook on this idea of if you had all the time in the world how would you use it you know which i think we all like to think we'd do better or would hope we'd do better we would spend more time doing things that would help people we would learn more skills but we're we're kind of seeing that right now at the quarantine and it's really difficult to find that motivation you know so i have to commend uh mr murray for some of his more clever acts that's those were the days i really enjoyed are kind of his escapades for like the attention of a woman or whatever i i just find it funny how he plays those out like puzzles it's like if i learned about her name today then we'll be able to i'll be able to like call her up later that sort of thing i i think it's really funny it's really clever i wish there was maybe a bit more of that there is there is plenty of it of recalling in the movie but i don't know i think that's funny and i think that there are other movies in this genre that do it better probably but yeah it's it just like it's like a fun movie to watch i think that the movie is maybe more fun to think about than to watch in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. It kind of like makes you ponder, I guess, like what would I do if I were in a situation? Right, exactly. Yeah. I think I think this is like one for date night where you talk with your lady or your guy and you say like, "Man, what would you do? What what are you supposed to do even?" I think you just got to do what you find enjoyable until there's nothing left, I guess. I don't know. It, it is an impossible situation. And I've, I've been thinking about it all day since I watched it like five hours ago. I've been, it's impossible to think about like what you'd want to do. All I can think about is learn some, learn some instruments, maybe learn some languages, but geez, that's, that's why immortality is like such a, such a, trash gift you know <laughs> it's, it's a it's a curse it, it's seriously I, I'm completely ignoring the blessing part it's just a curse honestly I, it feels like it's got to be just a curse right I, because there's there's that old question of if you if you had to choose between you living to like 100 you dying at 100 but all your friends live to 1000 friends and family live to 1000 or just you living to 1000 and everyone else that dies at a normal age which would you choose? Everybody chooses themselves to 1,000 because you don't want to put your friends and family like through that, you know? Sorry, I put myself at 100. Yeah, do, do you? I do. Wow. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll try to remember you in 1,000 years. <laughs> but, I, I'm sounding so like... Uh, you sound so bored. It's <laughs> so bleak. Um, you do sound bleak, man. I want to assure viewers, sure to viewers and Matthew that uh, 
it's just because I'm tired. We'll, we'll wrap it. We'll wrap this episode up soon. We might have a shorter one, week, fellas, ladies uh, and gentlemen. No, it's fine. It's fine. But um, I mean, I don't, I don't have like too much more to talk about. I definitely wanted to know your favorite days. It's interesting that it was the ones he um ended his life on, but. Hey, I respect that. Those those are interesting. I liked when he stole the groundhog and just when, started driving. Yeah, like, I don't. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. That, that's like true insanity. Just honestly, when I was thinking about it, that's the kind of stuff I do. You know, like I might like, go try to do a, a backflip off a roof or something. You know, just crazy shit. I probably try to bite off the groundhog's head or something. Bite off the ground. Like that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you get rabies for a day. Right, right, right. I would want to see how many cars I could stack on top of each other in a day. Just do crazy nonsense like that. I feel like you've thought about this part of me. Honestly, if I were in this, I, I honestly think I just wouldn't do anything. I honestly, same. I'd watch a lot of movies and TV. Like, I hope that it's a modern day and not in the 90s. I can just. Dude, if we were if we were in the nineties and we were stuck, holy! I know that that's what he had to deal with. It's crazy. It's different, it's different though, because he doesn't have the same stuff that we have. Oh, so, the same amenities. You're right. So he, yeah. he doesn't know, you know. No, yeah, we would be. We're so spoiled right now with like how much content we get. True. You could watch all of YouTube, Peter. How does that sound? Today, I'm going to beat. YouTube, yeah. <laughs> going uh, to beat YouTube, 100%. But, yeah. Yeah, I it, mean, we gave, we gave our thoughts about the movie. This, the premise, the story of the movie is really interesting. Very good. I guess for characters, I mean, besides Bill Murray, was there anybody that stood out to you, you like, the supporting I, cast? I will say this about characters. It definitely felt... Going back on, leaning back on this uh, video game thing I've got going is it definitely felt like kind of everybody else was an NPC, you know, not to not to roast them. That's how the time loop thing works. But they're all sort of non-player characters. And we see Bill Murray. He grows. No one else gets to grow, which makes character development hard to like praise, you know. Like, it's hard to talk about any of the other characters. I think the Bill Murray's love interest is, like, a sweet lady. And she does a good job of being a sweet lady. But other than that, what, what there's, like, no growth other than Bill Murray. It's true. Which like is Larry. true to the genre. You like, too? Like, Larry. Oh, you like Larry? Yeah. Ooh, skim milk, two sugars, Larry? Yeah, I just, I just like his name, honestly. He's a cool guy. He's in a lot of movies. I see, I see him often. I don't know what else he's in. He's like one of those guys. I'm like, wait, that's the dude. Cool. That's the dude. <laughs> he's the guy. But but yeah, I, I'd say it's hard to credit them on character growth when the characters literally cannot grow. <laughs> that is not their fault. But, you know, I, I, I like the I like the reveal when he's at it's like, oh, he's. Phil's going to be at the party? That's crazy. And then he's playing the piano, and everybody comes up to him. Oh, you're the greatest guy I've ever seen. Wow, thanks for teaching me how to um, 
how to French kiss. You're such a hero, you know, stuff like that. I, I thought that was kind of funny how he got all these props for doing all these things. Is a hero in town. That's pretty cool. No, don't you think, actually, I, I was going to say, don't you think his premise is like terrible if I, if they change this? But then I was like, wait, isn't that just the Truman Show? When I think about it. Uh, I was going to say like, what if? It was like everyone was living the same loop or like they were just hired actors to pretend like they were just doing the same thing over. Right. That, that would have been know, like, wait, that's just Truman Show. What are we talking it about? Kind, it kind of is Truman Show, but Truman Show, every day is like different, right? Because it's his life. If we, were yeah. to make a, if we were to make a movie where it's like Truman Show and Groundhog Day together, that would be like gaslighting the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be, ground, it'd be Groundhog Truman or something. That would be... Honestly, that would be worse. The where everybody's person. just lying to the guy. Like, pretending like he's in a in a loop. That'd that would be, be actually an interesting premise. It'd be terrible. It's like, it's like, wait, you didn't have that scar yesterday. What scar? Who are you? What did you do? You're lying to me. No, I'm not. You're going crazy. That would be awful but also kind of interesting is maybe like a horror film or something horror i don't know it, sure it would be like a horror I'm film sure there are horror films that are like that premise probably probably if there are um hit us up let us know and uh alw underscore podcast at twitter that's right that's right that's right man <laughs> you can also comment on our stuff on our youtube at each like one podcast on youtube uh, actually, don't go to our YouTube page. I recommend not going there. Our <laughs> we, kind of, we need uh, to do some cleanup on that. Our page. YouTube editor has uh, gone rogue. I guess he's gone rogue. He's gone more than rogue. Yeah, he's he's a disaster. <laughs> but he's caused a disaster. Jeez. Oh, actually, Matt caused a disaster, but uh, our that, okay, editor, that is he has propagated. He has prolonged the. Uh, you are not. <laughs> We'll we'll talk about that some other week, but is there anything else? Yeah, last thing before we get on to our ratings, ageability has his has this movie aged well? What aspects have aged well? What aspects haven't aged well? Thoughts? Um, I will say that I think the movie's it's aged well. Honestly, I think that it's still easy to watch. There's no there's no real, you know, like yikes, you can't put that in movies today. Like there's none of that racism, sexism kind of stuff that can bog down movies from that time. Um which is comfort which is comforting, you know, to not not have that in a film. There are some things that maybe aren't as um relatable today like the radio people i know people don't really like wake up to the radio as often you know things like that maybe age the movie a bit but i think frankly you could do the the exact same story today and like be successful with it people have done the exact same story today and have been successful you know so i i think it has aged well and if they did a reboot of it it would and use the same jokes, they'd be totally in the clear. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, if you watch the movie, it definitely feels like a '90s movie, maybe early 2000s movie. 
I think a lot of the themes in the movie have aged pretty well. They're very good in making you think about life and stuff like that. Like what what you would do in like a situation if you were in a situation like Bill Murray. Uh, like Matt was saying, yeah, some aspects haven't aged well in the sense that like the movie was made you know, <laughs> in the 90s. In the 90s. So like, you know, people don't use alarm clocks to wake up. They use their phones. Um, cell phones are different. I mean, there's just there's just a lot of things. I mean, internet didn't exist back then. Or maybe it did, just not as, you know, prominent. Not as prevalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and besides those, I mean, I can't really knock the movie for not aging well. If you watched it out, like Matt said, you would enjoy it. Perfect movie for date night. So, I I will say this. I actually think it's maybe even even better coming from the '90s, where no, I agree there isn't that. as isn't as much you know interconnectivity of the world. Like he's pretty much stuck in this small town, right? And there's the blizzard, so even like landlines and stuff won't work. So it's definitely makes it feel like contained, which is good. I think that that's something that some newer Groundhog Day movies can kind of mess up with, with like they have to break their phone or something to make it like make sense that they don't call somebody, you know, that sort of thing. So basically it has to be a situation where a nuclear explosion goes off and there's no internet and they're stuck in a town where if they step out of it, then they turn into a Godzilla or something. I don't know, but I'd watch it. I, I probably watched that too. It sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> so let's get that kick started. But then every time he dies, it's Godzilla. He like has to restart, but then he turns into a bigger Godzilla every time. I don't, okay. Honestly, they should they should hire me. Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk more about this, dude. I'll see I'll see what money I have lying around. We'll see if we can get this made. But yeah, I mean, there's like it's it's aged up for the most part. There's not really any CGI or effects besides the there groundhog. Is. The groundhog didn't look that good, but I mean, it was fine. Like. It it served its purpose. And besides that, I mean, there's nothing really to complain about with CGI or effects. So. I want CGI Bill Murray, dude. <laughs> I mean, he looks CGI'd really old him. now. He does you look. He looks, he like looks pretty old in the movie too. Have you, have you seen what he looks like now, though? Like, I have. He's he's an old man. He actually he he's kind of scary. <laughs> so, if Bill Murray, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. No, it. Bill Murray, if you're listening to this, please hit us up at ALW underscore podcast and get on the podcast <laughs> so you can roast Peter, please. We'd be more than happy to he- hear your thoughts on how Peter looks. <laughs> I'll send you baby pics so <laughs> you can see if I've aged well or not. Age like wine Peter edition. Yeah. So with that, let's get into our ratings. Absolutely. I'll go ahead and go first. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to go first? No, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I can't really think of an age-like rating. Spoilers. Oh, that's okay. I've been thinking um, about it like all day. <laughs> I got to... Wait, no. I got an age-like rating. Age okay. like it was yesterday. Get it? Get it? Age like it was yesterday? That, that's pretty good, actually. Not bad, yeah. Do you but, explain why why that is though? <laughs> uh, it's aged like it was yesterday because it it could fit even today, and you know I'd watch it over and over. Great film, good film. 
worth watching, worth your time. Every time, not every time. If you get in a time loop, don't watch this movie more than once. That's dumb. It doesn't give any tips for getting out of time loops, I will say. Um, as far as a number rating, I'd give it like an eight, an 8.5 maybe. Like, it's really good. I like it a lot. I recommend it to people when, like, it comes up. Like, it is the original of this style of movie, as far as I know. Um, it, I guess it originated it here in America and popularized it. But it's definitely worth your time. It's fun to watch. It's a cool th thought experiment. 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. What about you, Peter? All right. So I would age like rating. I say age like uh age like Groundhog Day. That that's terrible. Let me. That was inspired. <laughs> age like Puxitani Phil. Okay, I don't have an age like rating. Oh no, I have to come up one. Uh, well. I think it ace like Bill Murray. Wow. You're <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, the movie, the movie's good. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just go to my number rating. Yeah. I can't explain myself. You can use my, one. yeah. My age like is the age like for this episode. Let's go yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. My number rating, I give it like a 6.5 or a seven. The reason I give it, I guess a lower score, quote unquote. I don't know what I gave Mortal Kombat. I don't remember. But I, the only reason I kind of knock it for points is just because I would have wished to see more in the story um, about, like, you know, the darker themes, definitely. But I mean, movie's supposed to be a comedy, so I don't find it that big of a deal. But I still do wish I saw more of that. I really wish I could have seen other characters be fleshed out more. Too maybe we get some more screen time with them because we only really get screen time with the love interest. But besides that, yeah, the movie's a great time. It's a very wholesome story about a man who develops into a from a douchebag to like a very wholesome person <laughs> who finds love. So it's a very great date night movie. Uh, if I ever get a girlfriend again, I'm sure I'll watch it with her because she probably hasn't watched it because I'm I'm a boomer and. <laughs> are a boomer i'm getting old these days so yeah I, I would recommend anyone watch it especially if you're in a relationship and you've seen it before it's a very wholesome movie so agreed 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 and with that that's all the time we have thank you so much for um uh, what's next week's episode time. what is next week's episode we don't know we we don't know when next week will come peter so let's, let's <laughs> just live what, what? in the moment. That's a little Groundhog Day reference. Next week we're reviewing um, the Lizzie McGuire movie. I don't know. We are definitely, <laughs> I can assure you, not reviewing <laughs> What came out in the 90s? I don't even know. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out like we do always. But, yeah, what, what else came out in the 90s? There, there were no other movies. In I guess I was 90s. born in the '90s, so I guess I came out from the '90s. But, jeez, I want a refund. You want a we refund? Watch, uh, dare you? Jackie Brown or The Rock? Wait, we're doing The Rock. It's got Nick Cage in it. 
What Nick Cage? Yeah, it's got Nick Cage. It's playing Michael Bay. Yeah. Okay, we're doing The Rock. It's an action film. Yeah, I don't know about that one. We'll we'll do American Pie just because I feel like some. What I don't know. Well, okay, we'll see. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you so much. And sadly, William couldn't join us because he's a lazy piece of. No, I'm just kidding. He's, he's actually employed, so you know that's our problem. But he will be back most likely next week, and we'll have a full cast, and we'll talk about a movie. Thanks for watching.